Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Music to my beers. Uh, after a, just a, a break in the action, we're, we're back. Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck, and we're hanging with our buddies at Bear Hands uh, once again. again. Yeah. Yeah, Chris and Eric from you Bear Hands. You guys better Hands not make have, this a habit. Joined, <laughs> no, no, hey, I think they're going to be on to us by the end of the show. They're like, you guys just want to come out here and do the show every week because there's beer. Like, what? 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 Uh, it was funny. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about Striker Liker Day from a couple of weeks ago, and, or from last week, and we texted, everyone was texting each other on Saturday morning, like, how you feeling, dude? Everyone's texting each other on Sunday, like, how you feeling, dude? We went pretty hard, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So we thought it was probably just best to leave the show and do a rerun last week, and we'd come out here and we'd talk about it today. So, first of all, thank you both for an amazing day. We had... Um, thank you so much. Yeah. I think some would say almost too much fun, but just <laughs> enough. And uh, and Chris, congratulations. The beer was amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, honestly, we were we were super honored to have the opportunity to, to be a part of it, and, and we had a great time and uh, I agree I think the beer turned out well and and we were very happy with the turnout a lot of people obviously uh, love striker and came out to support him so that was great and awesome. I don't think anybody would argue with the fact that you guys are, you know, you're kill- you're pretty much crushing the IPA game right now the striker liker beer it was it was incredible I think it's one of one of your best and I'm not just saying it cuz you know we we love Ron to work with him but what makes a beer like that lend itself to be, to I don't want to say chuggability but <laughs> everyone, everyone kept saying, like, this is good, this is good, and it's super crushable. Like, what is it about that beer or, or that particular even strain, some of those strains of hops that makes you want to just, like, have five? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the hop blend, we used a hop blend in a way, um, three different hops, uh, Columbus, Centennial and Am- I mean, I'm sorry, Columbus. See, you got it wrong this time. You got mad at me because I got it wrong last time. Now you're excited. getting it wrong. I got excited. Uh, Columbus, Centennial, and um, El Dorado. Um, so the combination of those, uh, you had some nice aroma and, and flavor there. Um, also, as far as like the drinkability, I think that uh, one thing I try and do in my beers when I formulate a recipe is, is uh, try and find a good balance between... Uh, the bitterness and the sweetness of of the style when they're especially when they're stronger you know that sometimes the higher ABV comes with a little bit of a sweetness Mm. Um, but we try and use a yeast and and ferment the beer in ways that it'll dry it up a lot and make it Mm. nice and crisp Um, and on the bitterness scale uh, we just try and you know a lot of people out there just don't love a beer that's too bitter so we just try and find a nice balance there where you get a little bit of that in the finish but it's not overwhelming or staying and uh it just leaves you with like a clean palate at the end how many batches of beer career-wise did you have to brew before you kind of found that balance because i mean obviously you have a big barrel system you're you're using here at bare hands that's a lot of money to mess up because you didn't get something quite right or you're experimenting but how long was it into your brewing career like all right i got this dialed in so if i want something to be a really nice balance like this i know more or less what i'm doing it's not a lot of experimenting i mean you're you're right like it is some trial and error at first um you just you can i think a good a good thing to go by is you can always add more you can't really take away uh-huh. so, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah so uh you just kind of start start at a level where you think it's it's going to be acceptable and then you know on the next batch we can we can step that up a little bit um and and like you said just jumping from you know we started here one barrel 
we're now brewing eight barrels a batch um, and fermenting 16. Although we just got another <laughs> fermenter that's larger, it's 30 barrels 30, now. Yeah. So, uh, but really, it just the 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 batch size when we're doing our mash and and our boil is eight barrel, and you get a lot better efficiency with a bigger batch of beer right. than you would mm-hmm. at smaller sizes. Um, and so that did take a learning curve at first when we switched over to that. But once we kind of figured out what we needed to do to get it dialed, um, as far as like the timing of the hops, the amounts. Um, you know we're we're in a pretty comfortable place with that right now here so dude uh once again thank you so much and i know you're, you're busy you got a lot of stuff to do and, and run here but so you can only hang out for a minute but it was an amazing day an amazing beer and what it was really fun too because we you fall into that uh you fall into that thing you're in the beer community you're a beer nerd you're like oh dude everybody yeah. likes ipas it'd be a lunatic <laughs> not to but a lot of the people we had come out for striker liker day the first thing they said was i don't like ipas but and then they would talk about how great this was, how that's the you know it's not something they're used to. And we had a lot of people coming out who don't they don't drink craft beer, they don't know a lot about it. This may have been a couple of the first ones they've ever had, so that was a lot of fun to watch the noobs or people who aren't like you know <laughs> message board nerds be like, oh, this is this is pretty fantastic. Yeah, and have them try a bunch of different things too that were on tap as well. Awesome. Yeah, luckily we had some things because if, <laughs> if you've been in here recently, it's been it's been a struggle. People are drinking a lot of beer lately, so I mean, awesome. I mean, you guys saw what happened on TV on on Tuesday. Can you blame them? I mean, come right. On. <laughs> <laughs> We're all drinking more. Our drinking is yeah. That's yes. good news. Also, want to extend my personal gratitude and also sympathies for your servers that day because those bartenders were busy. Every time I came in, I'm like, wow, we're doing this to you. I'm really sorry. But they handled it with absolute grace and professionalism. But I, I just, I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. You're, you guys are fine. We, we definitely enjoyed having you here. And, you know, we try and, we try and keep our cool even under very stressful situations. Um, and I, I think they did do a good job at that. And I noticed there were some lines and stuff, but people were patient, waiting. Um, and, and we just try and help everybody as fast as we can when it comes down to that point. So. It was nice to have like a bum's rush at 3 o'clock where it's like, oh, dude, you're packed at 3 o'clock. Usually that's like a 6, 6.30 thing. <laughs> um, as always, you guys are incredible hosts when we're out here. And uh, Eric, you poured us something to start uh, to get us going for Music to My Beers today. What is this? Uh, so we got Joe England here. So I think we talked about it last time. You guys, uh, I think, were in the process of finishing this batch up when I was out here last week or the week before. So this is like pretty fresh stuff. Yeah, we canned it. Uh, just a couple days ago, so yeah, super fresh. It was nice to see Joe out here during that. It's funny because yeah. <laughs> you run into Joe, you run into Hippie Steve. You're like bare hands, bare hands. It's the bare hands yeah. beer celebrity guys. Yeah, they get uh, they definitely get their uh, recognition on a can and, and scattered throughout the state. So. Good thing my ugly face is on a on a can because that would just be terrible. Oh, no, like a nice red IPA or something, yeah. really, you know, something something sweet, but also just a little offensive. And uh, and always, and so you, you also you we've got other other glasses of what out here, and I think we should taste at least one of these right now. Oh yeah, um, Chris, what one should we try first? Um, well, we just ca- canned uh, the brown ale uh, yesterday. Um, we we say this is our almost award winning brown ale. Um, mm. We took it to GABF last year, and we got to the final round, which is not easy in the category that we entered in. Um, but we did not medal. Uh, but the beer is just uh, nice and smooth. It's a little maltier. It fits the season well right now, um, being fall. Um, you get a little bit of chocolate and roast on there. Yeah. Very, very just smooth sip, crisp, and uh, nice camp- crushable. Nice camp- uh, campfire beer. And the, yeah. well, and the browns are good for me because like, I don't like pumpkin beers. I'm not a big fan of Oktoberfest and some of that 
some of that more like Frankenmuth on tap stuff. But something like a brown is perfect because you're right. You get that roasty, that seasonal. It's fall time to you know dig out the sweaters and everything. But it's also it's not going to you know let you fall into a campfire because you had two of them. You know, it's about time for me to get my Biggie Christmas sweater out. I love it yeah, every year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're like, ooh, it's sweater weather. Time to put the IPAs away and grab some stouts. And uh, this is one you guys have been doing for for quite a while, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as a as a younger drinker, I uh, I learned an appreciation for brown ale, um, and uh, I think it, it, it's important to just bring in styles seasonally that that people can appreciate, and, it, and it's a great way to introduce people to to new styles of beer that they've never tasted or tried even. Um, and so, yeah, we we've been brewing this for a while. We actually just. Uh, we always just called it Bare Hands Brown Ale before, um, but this batch will be, uh, it's a new release, and we came up with a name. It's called Straight Up and Down Brown now. All right. And, uh, Sweet. And uh, we got a new can label for that, too. And, um, I mean, I think it's something that has some some potential. I know the style can be kind of boring to some of the new drinkers that are into hazies or sours or things like that yeah. that are trending a little bit right now. But it, it has proved its existence. For like a hundred and bazillion years now. <laughs> correct, correct. So I think the right type of, of drinker and palate can appreciate it. And I think we did a great job on this. Think how much Newcastle has been sold. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Hey, when I was in, when I was in college at Western back in like the late 90s, Newcastle was like, you were the uppity. Like, oh, you've got a couple of bucks mm. in, your, uh, in your account there to, to play with some Newcastle. So you you brewed this, and obviously you have an opinion. As far as browns go, do you, are we supposed to drink them room temperature, let them warm up like a stout? Are we supposed to drink them cold? What's the best way like to get the most out of the flavor profile? Yeah, I mean, really with any beer, as it warms up, you're going to get a, a little bit more out of out of the flavor. You're going to be able to detect a little bit more uh, nuances in the flavor. Um, but, yeah, as far as like uh, the way it's brewed, like try and, try and mash it a little higher temperature um, and and – the yeast uh, fermenting it that way. There's more dextrins in the beer that are are sugars that are non-fermentable, so they'll build the body of it a little bit, right? Uh, make it a little bit more creamy, and then the carbonation as well is is just a little bit lower than like say one of our American style IPAs, um, and that that all plays a part in the sip, you know, in the way that it that it sits on your tongue and tastes. So. I almost wanted, and you know what? We, we won't get into it now because it's an entirely different conversation for a different episode of the show, and another excuse to come out to Bear Hands and drink some beer. <laughs> look at look at they invite themselves again. <laughs> okay. yeah. See what they do there, but uh, you know, and, and I know it's a huge process. And one of these days, it'd be fun to sit you guys down and talk to you about what kind of a process it is to one develop artwork and graphics for a can, develop a name, run it through that whole system of getting it certified, you're ready for sale, because you know you guys put out a lot of different beers at a lot of different times, and that's running through that process. How many there, I mean, how, how far in advance, we'll just, you know, really quick one question, how far in advance do you have to run if you're like, all right, I got this name, and like, and like <laughs> where do you get the graphics? You know, I, we have to, we have a, a graphics department, and it's like a five-day heads up, and then even then, you're like, well, I don't know if I like this, but... That's the last time the graphics department does anything for me. But, uh, but how, like, how does that work for you guys? Well, being a, a relatively newer business, uh, I know we've been around for a while, but, but as far as, like, our package product, um, you know, we went our first five years without a label for anything. It was just in the tap room only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so once we come up with a name, uh, and with everything going on with COVID and everything, the, the lead time is, 
is a little bit longer, longer than, yeah. than um, what we had been used to, which used to be two weeks, but now it's three. Or yeah, and so so, so uh, again, like you said, we'll try to make this quick. But you know, for I mean, Indi- actually, it's two hour show. We got a bunch yeah, of time. It's, our, it's our show. We can do what we want. For, for Indiana, you don't have to go through a bunch of hoops because we don't distribute. Th- Outside of the state, right? So if oh. we if we distributed outside of the state, then this entire process would be much much longer for us. Um, but luckily, um, especially because we're procrastinators, um, we can turn them in relatively you know late, um, and we have a, a very good can provider right here in our own city, you know, in South Bend with Mossberg, who also helped with the Striker yeah. Liquor Beer yeah. um, in in donating um, those cans. Um, you know they can turn stuff quick. You know so if we were if we were in a state where there's not a facility that produces that product, we're gonna have to get it shipped on a truck. I mean, we can run down on our own beer van and pick up the cans like the yeah. moment they finish them if we actually have to. So. But like, but take something like we'll use drain the swamp as an example. Like, would, would, did you go to your art department or whoever does your graphics? You're like, all right, this is the name of the beer. This is what it tastes like. Go nuts, or you're like, I'm looking for this and kind of like this, and I want the this. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, you know, I I do most of the of the label ideas and the concept and come up with those and the name, um, but everybody's allowed to contribute. So if somebody comes okay. up with something good and it, and we feel like we should move forward with it, it happens. Um, so yeah, we, I think we, Drain we the Swamp the, was one of the ones only ones that I've kind of spearheaded. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, and we've used a lot of a lot of different artists. Um, Nicole, who did that one, has done quite a few things for us. She's on our Christmas beers. Uh, yeah, I think we met her out at, uh, was it Double Tie Day a couple of years yeah. ago? She did the, yeah. the, the elephant year. Yeah. Uh, yes. The elephant one. So uh, she did, ago. yeah, right, she did right. that one. Yeah, so we, you know, we've tried to have people switch it up, um, especially for Tie Day. Almost a different artist every year um, has done the label. Um, we have some in-house people, some of our back of house, some of our front of house, you know, our, our, our tap room uh, bartenders, uh, they, they do it. All that time um, I wasted learning how to do radio, I have been like graphic design and like had their real fun. I'd be like, yeah, I do beer labels now and t-shirts and party, make videos, do editing, all that good stuff that now I don't know how to do. But I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. I get I get a little bit beer in me. I get a little bit chatty. Zach, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. To no, no, no. But, but I, I think it's cool that uh, for us, since we're doing so many new things now, it's it's great. We have two guys in house. We got Kevin and back, Rich up front, um, and to be able to go to them and. They came to me and and wanted to work on label work. Um, they said, "I think I can do this," and I said, "Hey, take a shot at it. You know, go ahead." And, and then my most background of the stuff is we've had more recently has been great. And Eric knows more of the, the yeah, he's uh, a huge yeah. Com- my background nerd. is is computers, and and I came from uh, digital printing. Um, I used to run a big. Uh, printing press division uh with people underneath me um so you know that gives me the the technical side of printing so you know i'm, I'm no artist whatsoever uh, i mean i'm terrible at it um but i can come with a technical aspect of like this isn't gonna work and uh, we have to come yeah. up with something well, different or like analytics and stuff well just background. the like like if you want that color to come out that way it's just not gonna be able to come uh, out that way oh, sort of wow. or, even even down to like running the software like you know the guys up front they're more they're they more draw artists. exactly and uh, you know they're not they, neither of them were really digital artists right um, so Eric really has taught them a lot they, they've learned a lot and uh, and, and then I come cool in and just can, put like the barcodes on it and stuff yeah <laughs> it's great to do it as a team I think we try and do most everything here as a team that's a, a good mindset to have in anything you're you're doing in the world today especially so do you, like, do you get like kind of a nice little bonus if you're like yeah I, I did the label for this beer so I get like a case of it all right I mean <laughs> 
I, look at BB. Yeah, it's like I a grifter. On that part. What do you get out of it? But they work here and get a job, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not like by their hour pay that they get for a label. They get they get paid for every label they do. Um, hey, wait a second. I made the I made the Joe England label. I didn't get paid. But that one's terrible. I'm just I'm just messing with you. We've all fallen for that for that trick of salary. They're like, ah, I get the same paycheck every week. Like, yeah, but now we can work as much as we want. And and plus, like I I'm the one who photoshot. I mean, I'm I'm the one who took the photo. You took the photo. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So see, we could do a whole other show just on this. We did the technical part on that one. Yeah. And if you came out to strike a lucky day at Bare Hands, thank you very much. One, we sold a lot of beer, raised a ton of money for charity, but also. It was a weird sensation to look around and be like, hey, it's all of our friends, people we haven't seen in literally six months because of COVID. <laughs> it was a, a happy reunion with uh, yeah. all your listeners, frequent texters and stuff. Yeah, and, and people we've worked with and used to work with. And, and it was funny. I had a coworker come up to me that I haven't seen since this whole thing started. And I had legit spaced on her name. And I'm like, how long has this been going on? But uh, you guys invited us. Well, we invited ourselves. And uh, you agreed to have us for another edition out here at Bare Hands. And we were talking off the air a minute ago, and uh, and Chris, you're you're talking about some of the the trials, tribulations, the things you've learned, and beers you've developed in your garage. Is it as kick ass as I imagine it is to have a brewer for a neighbor? He's like, hey, Chris is like, I, I got I got one done. If you want to come over, you're like, oh, I've done mowing the lawn. Like that's got that has to be the great. Like no one wants to have the tuba player moving next door or the guy you know with a screamo band, but. Oh my God! The guy from Bare Hands lives next to me, and he he, he does some of this in his garage. Um, well, I'm sure uh, some of your neighbors appreciate it. The resale, <laughs> hey, the resale value on his neighbor's house has to be up like 25 percent of what it normally would be. Because like you know, you know, Chris lives next door, right? And he only does it in his garage when he needs to. <laughs> I actually, um, you know, when I'm when I'm talking about developing the recipes in my garage, I I didn't own the brewery at that time, so. Uh, and and I was actually my my folks had a in their garage they had hot and cold water in us and we installed a long laundry sink out there so okay and and they nice. have a much bigger garage than I had at my house at the time when I I lived out in Elkhart um, so I did most of my you know brewing and recipe formulation and stuff there um, so it was basically like friends coming over because I have a sister and two brothers we all grew up in that house um, and so I'm not. I, I think the neighbors liked us, but I, <laughs> yeah, yeah really except not, for that one you TP'd really, that year, you yeah, know. <laughs> See, we never did that. I'm not into vandalism, but <laughs> hey, light vandalism is nothing. A little bit of beer later on down the road can't even out. <laughs> but yeah, so so we we didn't have a whole lot of neighbors in there. It would be just like more friends, um, people that I worked with, things like that. Uh, I did actually just move into a, a house uh, with my children. Um, and uh, Did you say, I, hey, I, guys. I came in there and I, I thought that I was going to set up a brewery in the garage and have this time to run it, and all the equipment's just sitting in there and nothing set up. It's it's wired and plumbed and ready for it, but I've just been busy here. Um, so those neighbors, uh, I'm sure, would like to be invited over for a beer. Just I haven't gotten to that point yet. Um, <laughs> Boy, yeah, having Chris for a neighbor would be great until you realize he's not brewing any beer. You're like. Oh, this is a waste. It's like living next to Superman, and he's got too much time to do other stuff. Uh, why don't you tell us really quick about this second beer we're going to have? And this was the one that you guys uh, you guys opened up a little bit earlier as yeah, we got so here. Yeah, so we're, we're about to release this. Um, so the past few years, we've, we've done some barrel aging and played around with that some. So uh, if people are familiar with us, they know like at Christmas time, we usually have a... A, a good slew of barrel aged beers, um, and when I say barrel aged, uh, what we age our beers in now is just bourbon barrels. Um, 
so so we've we've had that going for the last couple of years. And last year, uh, I tried to expand that program. Um, so we we planned on releasing some before Christmas this time, then at Christmas as well. So this is kind of the first one. Um, this is aged in a uh, Four Roses bourbon barrel for just a little bit over one year, I think like 12 and a half months. And uh, it's our mail order bride, which is our imperial stout uh, that we've had since we opened the brewery and, and I brewed in my garage, actually. Um, and uh, it's just got some nice notes of vanilla. You get that woodiness. It's it's heavy in bourbon. Um, and, uh, you know, that, it's a cool thing about barrel aging is that we're getting... we. Because we had those those releases over the last couple of years, uh, we and we've been distributing. We got linked up with some of the liquor store chains. Right. When nice. what, what they're doing is they're buying, they're going actually to the distilleries. They're touring them. They're they're tasting barrels, and then they're buying an entire barrel and having it bottled as a single barrel bourbon. Mm. Um, and then we were asked by them to to fill these. So nice. we've we've been getting some super premium barrels, uh, Eagle Rare, Elijah Craig, Weller, um, just to name a couple. And I got to imagine wow. with all the bottle aging programs and all the breweries we have now, like it's probably got to be a little cutthroat to get to, to get like the premium barrels now. It can be tough. It can be really tough, especially if you're using a lot of them. You know, if you're if you're you know for us, you know, we only need you know a couple of barrels. Um, but I imagine that some people that are you know trying to you know bottle. 30, 40, 50, you know, barrels or 100 barrels or whatever, I mean, getting all of those has got to be, you know, somewhat difficult. Yeah, but. super tough. And, like, the thing about the bourbon barrel aging is, like, there, or any kind of barrel aging really is, uh, you know, there's, people have become brokers. So there, yeah. there's, yeah. there's some businesses that are just brokers that, that breweries would have to buy these barrels from them. So we're, we're able to sidestep that a little bit. If we were doing bigger quantities, we may have to go through a broker to get some of the super premium stuff. Um, you can go to the distillery and buy a barrel there, but you really never know what you're getting because a lot of those, they're not selling to people to fill. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, and then right. Mm-hmm. they're just selling them as decoration or, you know, whatever you may need them for. You see a lot of stuff out there. That's a lot of different projects done with barrels. Um, but we've been fortunate enough to have people with pretty good palates go in there and taste these bourbons and then give us the barrels. Um, that's not Eric's job, is it? Uh, yeah, it I, good. You know, it well, no, good. no. The the tasting is it, but picking up the barrels in the beer van is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've been we've been lucky to have that opportunity, and and hopefully we can continue to do that. Um, I like bourbon as well, so I'm right. I'm like pretty stoked to have you know Eagle Rare to age my beer in, and and Weller, and uh, you know it's just been a cool thing. Like Blanton, you know. We've oh got that. yeah. So we've got some premium premium bourbons that this year for our releases that that we're aging these beers in. Um, we have, we actually have a barley wine coming up that I think is in Weller and Buffalo Trace. So there's there's some cool things happening even before Christmas this year, um, and we plan on releasing this. Beer here today or by the end of the week we're waxing the barrels today so, or the yeah. bottles today so now uh and, and zach and i we've this is kind of fat like something we've been fascinated with over the years as far as barrel age goes is is some places uh will put out their barrel age product with and you can they encourage you to hang on to it it changes over time other places i mean we use fonder as an example they say no when it comes out man drink it i mean you could save it if you want but drink it do you prefer is because i'm look thinking back 
my bare hands Christmas releases never last past the end of Christmas vacation. But if they were to, like if I was to be able to like have some self-control and not drink them all like a maniac, is that, do you want them to be aged? Do you think we should? Or you're like, nah, dude, I put it out. It's aged plenty. Drink it. So my experience with that is like, if you're going to age the beers, a, a lot of these bigger stouts, and it, it depends on the beer, like how much alcohol is in it, um, the way, you know, how much care was it packaged with right. and things like that to avoid oxidation. Um, so, you know, I think that that beers can get better as they age. Uh, but my experience with that is that a lot of the time, you know, it's it's rare when they get a lot better with a lot of time on them, aging gotcha. in the cellar or whatever. Um, but and the reason that Founders says to drink them now is because as a brewer, when I'm barrel aging beers, uh, we'll we'll poke a little hole and and keep a nail in there. Yeah. And when we pull that nail, you know, I'll t- pull that nail and taste the the beer in there, and and it's basically like. Whenever time dictates that it's ready, it's ready, and that's all per my palate or a couple other people that are okay. doing the tasting here with us. Mm-hmm. And so they are bottled as intended, you know. So right. I, we're trying to gotcha. get them at their peak spot right. as far as the flavor that we're getting out of them, and bottle them then. And and so I think you're not you're not in the wrong for drinking them right. Well, it's just and I always think I always laugh because I, one of the last things Zach and I do before we kind of split up for Christmas vacation is like we'll come out to pick up your allotment around the holidays. But I, I swear I'm like they always time it when I've got like two and a half weeks off of work and I've got nothing to do and my wife's at work doing stuff. So I'm like, well, I have all these bare hands beers to like mow through and like might as well do two bombers while i'm hanging out of the house doing projects so you're drinking them by yourself uh I, <laughs> man you know don't judge me i, I i'm coming out here we're we're, we're at bare hands and great you're having a good time but you know I, over the course of a long day like we'll see three yeah, or yeah, four hours before it's nap time oh yeah. Yeah, yeah as you're getting work done right yeah Same right yeah. sure yeah. work done yeah and all of a sudden we hear uh warren has cut his foot off with the lawnmower because <laughs> it always starts with the best of intentions i'm like yeah i'm gonna grab a bomber i'm gonna go out to the garage and do this that then after a while i realize like i've lost you know, a finger I, I haven't done anything i've just been dinking around with a CD player, listening to tunes, checking my phone, drinking beer, and thinking, oh, three hours have gone by. I've accomplished nothing. And I'm done with this beer. And boom. And, and now we, you need another one. Right? Yeah, see? Yeah, see? And you, then you start the vicious cycle all over Your again. wife comes home. She's like, what'd you do today? I'm like, don't you look at me and judge me. <laughs> but uh, that's another topic for probably another show where at least our therapist. Uh, we so, need to be drinking beer on the show. It's a beer show, so we make sure at least this guarantees every every show that we're going to have at least one and talk about it. It's, it's called Split One. And this week, it is, uh, it's a it's a mainstay it's one of the og beers here at bare hands eric yeah uh, it's it's one of i think it's one of almost all of our favorites but i don't think it gets much excuse me enough attention as uh as i think it should because it's uh it's an we call it an imperial porter but i think that's because you know before black ipas were really a thing you were making it you know and so it's you know it's a dry hopped uh imperial porter um like i said almost like a black ipa it's one of my favorite beers chris how many years have you been making this uh, I've been making this. Uh, I mean, this is another beer that started just in the garage. So, uh, so it's ten actually plus like, years. Th- wow! You know, I've said it many a times. It's one of my favorite recipes that I've that I've ever written. Um, and, and at the time when it was made, it was just different because nobody was really dry hopping dark beers then at the time. Right. Um, so I, I may, may have been making this yeah for around seventeen years. Um, and uh, you know, Porter now in the last very many years is a style that's kind of fallen off it's not trendy people are either going after big sweet stouts uh imperial stouts or the hazy beers sours things like that um but it it, 
the style definitely de- deserves some respect. Um, I was a huge fan of Bell's Porter, uh, which I think they may not even make anymore. They might um, not. I think, uh, what is it, Great Lakes, Edmund Fitzgerald is one of the only bigger regional ones I could think of. And Founders, yeah. once again, like when we're talking about bigger breweries that have been around for a long time, that you know, in that 17, 20, I don't even know how long those those breweries have been around a uh, long time. Um, Founders uh, Porter is, is very nice, too. Um, so this is an Imperial Porter. Uh, it's dry hopped. Um, we know this started out, obviously, like everything right? at Bare Hands did on draft, then it moves to, moved to the Bombers, and now I see that uh, we poured this out of a can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been canning this for the last couple of years since we started distribution. Um, so we really only brew this beer like once. I feel like we've done it maybe twice uh, a year. A year. Um, so we, we brew it more like once a year during this season. And it actually is a beer that keeps really, really well. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier about the, the barrel age stuff and, and things. Um, but this beer, like it, when, it, when it comes off now like it is r- right out of the tank, it's, it's hoppy. It's very yeah, hoppy. Very hoppy. That'll yeah. fade off a little bit um, in, in over and then, time. But, it, you know, I've tasted it after a year, six months, and it's still fantastic. Um, so it's just a very drinkable again and uh, yeah, nine, at nine percent. Yeah, very drinkable. <laughs> it's as drinkable as it can be at nine percent. And, and what I think about too is like this is a beer that I could turn on to my IPA pals that are like, oh, I'm just a hophead, you know, through and through because it's got a really nice hoppy like brightness to it um, when you when you take a sip. So yeah, but still has that sort of caramely, roasty like that real like rich Hoppy. thing. When you're looking for a porter, that kind of dry ish, uh, and I always get. God, I get so nervous talking about beer things in front of guys who make because I'm like, I only know like six beer adjectives, either, even though I'm on a beer show. <laughs> Nose, mouth, feel, roasty, back end. Did I cover it all? But uh, this is fantastic, and it's been uh, with, the, with the Bare Hands lineup forever, so we're going to go ahead and enjoy this. So are we putting together a six-pack now? Is that what we're doing here? Uh, the pick yeah, six? yeah, we could do that. Let's go around the way. I been, think we probably had six, so we could put into the six-pack here. I will tell you this. This has been a gangbusters music to my beers, but off the air, it's been even more gangbusters. Like, Learning guys, so hey, much. No, you guys should really start a podcast, but like you know, like a, a super deep Brewers Underground podcast. Oh, God. Neither one of us have the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Running a business and you know having families and stuff, you'll, you'll find a couple of minutes here and there to talk some smack and put it on the internet. Or, or what we could do is get a boom I can mic. talk smack. I'm good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a boom mic and follow you around and just have you talk while you're brewing and stuff like that. We could do that in the back. A film crew, me delivering beer. <laughs> yeah, a lot of editing. There's going to be a few swear words. And <laughs> right. like, nothing ever goes right, right. in brewing. You, you gotta learn, that's one thing about brewing. you got to learn to adapt. And, oh, and yeah. uh, Sometimes you can get a little frustrated. But. I cut some guy off. And, <laughs> yeah. And there we go. Uh, th- this is a segment of the show that we and we go around the horn and we kind of throw in we each throw in. Like, it's, like our, it's like our Belmont beverage mixer sixer to save 15%. So I think because we're at bare hands and we're having a great time, and obviously I'm going to set the one ground rules: you can't pick striker liker because we were all going to pick that for our, our uh, for the one we we're going to throw in. But okay, let's just go on the horn really quick and just name. We'll start with Chris. What's uh, if you had a name? If if I had to say I'm going to take all your beers away from you except one, what's the one beer you're going to say this is bare hands? This is bare hands beer. This is what it's all about. You know. Um I'm going to say double Westy, actually. Oh, okay. I'm, if I'm only getting one beer, I got to I gotta make sure that I have enough of it. <laughs> and uh, 
uh, you know, it, it delivers. It's got huge flavor. Um, I mean, for my palate, I just like I like big aggressive flavors. Um, it definitely has that, and it it uh, definitely has some alcohol in it. So you can just kinda, a bit kind of ease the nerves a little bit. You know, <laughs> just take the edge off um, when you're stressed or something like that. So th- um, that's going to be my pick. Um, otherwise, I would just say Westy because I'm a you know I I've been drinking craft for a long time and. I uh, uh, really appreciate those West Coast style IPAs that are that are big and hoppy and bright. Yeah, I mean, we've talked. I mean, even in your absence on the show before, that really su- successful breweries will have that one beer that their flagship, like with Bell's, the Two Hearted Founders. It's their all day or, or their Centennial. Even you guys, I think if you had to eliminate all the beer off your menu and just do one, you could still make a good go out of it selling just Westie. Yeah, I mean, we make a lot. Of, we make a lot of Westie. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's desired, and it's it, it you know. Know, it definitely get a little satisfaction by being uh, respected as far as as that goes because um, it's a style that a lot of people almost every brewery brews and it's we've gotten some good accolades for it and and I really appreciate that and feel good about it we're making six times the amount of Westie currently than we did when we first got our biggest tank wow plus all the other oh my gosh and you're still having trouble keeping up with the demand yeah that's incredible now eric if you had to pick one quintessential like this is bare hands for me not to get sentimental but what like what would that be what's what's your all-time your perfect go-to so back when he would brew on the one barrel um he had a contract for Galaxy Hops, and so that's one of my favorite um, in non-hazy IPAs. I'm not a big fan of it in hazy IPAs. In non-hazy IPAs, um, and so uh, either Walter White or Galaxy Double IPA, one of those two beers um, are my favorite. So I'll go with Galaxy Double because we're about to can that. All right. Oh, so, nice. I think uh, if I had to sum it up, it was it was funny because and you know you, you get really squirrely and talky with your beer nerd buddies, and uh, there was a really weird palpable excitement around Drain the Swamp when it first came out, and everyone's like, "We got to get it, got to get our hands on it." Oh my god, it's so strong! It's gonna be so amazing! It's so hazy, so juicy, and. It was funny because everybody I know that got that got some. I got a little bit. They got. We would all text each other, send each other's pictures. I got it. I got it. But it's still one of those releases that my my little nerdy group of friends we get really really hyped for. And I know, like you know, if you're going to release it, you can come up to the brewery here in Granger and get it. It's not like you got to stand in line for six days to get it. But you still get really excited, like, oh, dude, I got it. And so are you saying that we should make it again? I, I just it's <laughs> it's it's fun, but man, like that was the first one where I thought. Wow, this is how many percent is this? You can't taste any of it. Like this is almost like I, I thought if I were a child, this would be the kind of beer I would reach for. Like I remember we did a small batch of it, it went over really well at at, at uh at the beer festival, summer beer fest, I think is the first time we did it in Indianapolis. It went over real well. Mm. Real, real well, real well, real well. Zachary, uh, mine is the one that I can always bring home to my wife, and I'll get bonus points. And it's one of the OG beers that you guys had here. Thai PA is always just a phenomenal. When you turn people on to, you're like, okay, so you like IPAs? Try this Thai PA, and just with all the Thai spices and the floralness that you get from it, it's it's delicious. I've had so much fun over the last. You guys have been open what eight plus years now. Yeah, uh, we're this will be nine nine in December. Yeah, I've had fun picking up crowlers uh, or growlers and uh, cans of that and taking it to buddies and being like, "Try this beer." That's the one that I turned everybody onto, and I'm like. 
this is this is bare hands beer so this is this is the time when you you know you forget to pick up dinner but then you've got a four pack of Thai PA exactly yeah. Yeah. we're still good we're still, we're still good. good we're still good there I is, have to order pizza but I got the beer yeah there is our pick six for this week oh it is my my time to take over right with yeah my special segment like that was to, developed all those years ago we like to close the show with a Zach Miller's look ahead into the future things where our livers can get excited about and, and honestly I I don't really have a whole lot. Because we had such a fantastic slacking, I know. Sl- I've been slacking, and, <laughs> and we had such a great time at Striker Liker, and and we were, we were gonna, like, we deserve a week off without doing anything. I was going to rethank you guys for having us out here for that. I was going to open the floor up for anything that you guys have coming up because I know that you tipped us off on some special releases that are coming out here soon, and things that we can get excited about. And yeah, and a great way to get ahead of all of this. I, I know Eric and Chris are going to give you the lowdown. Is to follow Bare Hands on all social media. Follow them on Facebook, on Untapped, on Instagram, and you get a really good heads up. Like, oh. Damn, all right. I got to get to the brewery on my way home. 4 p.m. I got to get up there for the yeah. release. Yeah, maybe what we should do um, is post up what beer people think we should make next. Because we were just talking about oh. it off air. We don't even know what we're making here soon. Yeah, so a lot of varying opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like anything like that you guys have made in the past that you're looking for some... Tips or, or what you'd like to make in the pat and coming up here or well we've got Galaxy Double IPA coming we've got uh, we just did Joe England uh, what else we got Upful IPA a lot of IPAs uh, just made brown trouble, ale trouble trouble well, we haven't made that I'm just yeah. saying that that's something that we haven't made in a while. no yeah, we haven't and made that we're getting into, we're getting in I mean it's October now we're getting into that holiday season where people are going to start thinking about their their buying. Ahead of your your Christmas release and some of your barrel aid stuff coming out, where, where's the best place to hear about that first? Yeah, just on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter um, are, are going to be the first places that we put put that stuff. So yeah, yeah. I mean, a very limited of the barrel aid stuff will go out. For yeah, I mean, yeah. When we when when we yeah for as far as our barrel age program, I mean, we're talking sometimes we're only doing 150 bottles. So it's wow. you've got to come here to get it. So yeah, the newest release we have is like a. 150. Um, we, we partnered with some liquor stores um, that that are exclusive to those liquor stores. Okay. So those will only be available okay. f- here and at that liquor store. Oh, okay. um, and we've got a couple of those this year. So you'll just have to keep an eye out for when those pop up on social media because that's awesome. Uh, they're 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 going to be sprinkled throughout the next couple months. Before we wrap things up, I do want to put you guys on the spot because uh, now that I have you here and you're on the radio. <laughs> so I need to know when the next time you're going to have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles esque t shirt <laughs> in stock is. Because I got here once, you guys had them, but there were no, like the fat guy sizes had just gone out the door, and I'm like, oh, I'll get you the next time. And I've been in several times since. I'm like, I'm like a, I just need a, a 2X, man. Like, ba- in the like, beverage business, like uh, baseball shirts are my jam. Like, I'm like, look at the good net. I grew up on Ninja Turtles. I love bare hands. Like, this is going to be perfect. Zach's got one, and I don't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get one. It's going to be fresh this is, this, is a, this is a funny story, because I made that shirt without telling Chris that I was making that shirt. <laughs> and he they, they, sh- they showed up in the box, and he goes, no one is going to buy this stupid shirt. <laughs> <laughs> because he's mean, just not. He's house. a little old. Older, like I'm perfectly from the Ninja Turtles age, yeah. and so the um, I'm pretty sure we almost sold out the shirts that same day oh um, that we did the release because it was it was partnered with something else. I can't remember what it was, um, but we've done it like two or three times, and they pretty much go out the door. And I think 
last Christmas or the Christmas before we did the we did the four pack glasses with the Ninja Turtles yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah, um, so same awesome. thing. He I ordered them. He's like, nobody's gonna buy a four pack of that. And, I, and they were all seventy packs of them were gone I that same day. We, we do, uh, <laughs> let's think about what Cluck just said that uh, he came in. And there were no sizes that fit him. Because, <laughs> our, our our ordering needs to be adjusted a little because anything we order for apparel, uh, shirts, sweatshirts, all those things, we always end up with a lot of small and mediums because we're in this this craft yeah world. sometimes it's, it's, you know what's crazy sometimes they just don't make those sizes no you know hey and i'm gonna stop right there because this happens here at the bear literally all the time anytime we get like a jason lee and cluck show shirt or a bear shirt is whoever orders the shirt they're like you know there might only be like six guys out there who are two or three x but i bet there are 450 people who are smalls and mediums <laughs> i'm like what do you think these are children are going to be at like the ultimate tailgates and bear releases we're at like no man i'm a robot i've won radio station t-shirts back in the day they're like uh we have a large and i'm like but, but i am clearly a 2x <laughs> so, we'll, so we'll have to we'll have to order some more of those in just for you we just gotta up the up the quantities on the on the xl on the big boy i'm built XL. like a we're, guy we're, who could be spotted you, at a no, craft but, brewery nobody in the beer industry or that likes craft beer none of us are getting any smaller that's for no. sure no, no. Yeah. it's all those tight fit shirts they're making now that's right, what, that's right. You know, everything's tight fit if you have enough IPAs uh, you guys closing things out I just want to say once again thank you for an amazing showing last weekend for Striker Liker Day you guys are you're, you're great friends of ours we're super pumped that Bear Hands got to do this and hopefully we can uh, we can work together on another collaboration soon but uh, you know what on behalf of all of us here at the station of the show we thank you very much cheers guys cheers, cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.